All right, this is a podcast that literally nobody asked me for, but I guarantee you everybody, if you knew about this, if you're interested in this type of thing, knew that I would probably give my opinion on this. So you're now that meme where it's like literally nobody, and then me. there's like nothing, and then it's me. Yeah. Do, 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 do. This podcast. Yeah, it's one of those. These are one of the ones that are always uh, always the one that you get the most blowback on. And I think that's that's what we're going to talk I'm going to talk about a little bit here because if, in case you didn't know, and we'll go ahead and play the little clip. But recently, at John MacArthur's Truth Matters conference, okay, it's a conference that he has. This one was meant to honor his 50 years in ministry. That's crazy. Oh, it's insane. But he has this little forum that he sets up. It's him, Phil Johnson, and Todd Friel from Wretched. Wretched Radio. Mm. And uh, they go through question and answers. And then towards the end of these things, they always end up playing the little word association games. Mm-hmm. And... They'll throw out the name of, you know, a name, and they'll ask MacArthur to sum up the name in a couple words. And sometimes it's topics, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not yeah, people Yeah, so it's not always just people. Yeah, but, I mean, it's funny because this has happened before yeah. with what he said, and Todd references it. Yeah. And he's referencing Stephen Furtick from Elevation. In the beginning, um, yeah. Yeah, he says it because Furtick literally wrote the book unqualified off of that yep. and did a whole sermon series called unqualified off of John MacArthur's comments on him. Yeah. And Todd references that in this clip, but this one particularly was about Beth Moore, John. And we'll go, I'll just go ahead and play it, I guess from here. Um, just so to know what, to give everybody an idea of what's going on. Okay. So this is the, they just recently held this. Um, it was, I think, it was last week. Um, here, towards the end of it, the, they're they're playing their little game where he's given MacArthur and and Johnson a chance to answer these these questions from these these whatever he whatever Todd says. You'll get it. For your stretches, I will say a word, and then the three of you need to give a one or a pithy response to the word. Are you I feel ready? like I'm being set up. <laughs> that is always the case with Todd. Watch out for him. He will try to embarrass you. We're going to start out. This is this is just kind of touching your toes. Easy, easy setup for you. Let's begin with an easy one. The word is Beth Moore. That's two words. <laughs> Liberalist. All right. Dr. MacArthur, Beth Moore. How many words do I get? You know, actually, and, and before you answer this, please think carefully this time, because last time you did a one-word association, the guy wrote a book a about problem. it, and we don't want that. I was thinking of the same word. Okay. Go home. <laughs> well, I, I... Okay. That right there, the go home is the controversy part of this whole thing. 
Everybody's freaking Everybody's out. Everybody's freaking out about. I'm going to go ahead and play the rest of it here in context. Um, but this is, that's the main point of, of this whole thing is this go home. That's what we'll title this to. See, we're warmed up. <laughs> I dilly dally. Um, there's no case that can be made biblically for a woman preacher. Period. Paragraph. End of discussion. So let me see if I can get a clarification on that. Got one. Phil, anything to add? No, I, the word that comes to my mind is narcissistic. I, I think the first time I saw her, I thought, she she is, this is a, going back to the last session of what Mike said, this is what it looks like to preach yourself rather than Christ. All right. And she, In uh, fact, she has said that. She said, I read the Bible and I try to find myself in the narrative. I put myself in the narrative. And that, that is exactly what she does. And this, by the way, uh, Bodhi uh, Bakum was supposed to be here, but I, I'll just uh, let you know he's he's not here because he's weak, is what it is. He's weak, and he wanted to rest. So, Mike, and by the way, dude, you killed it. That sermon was double. I heard John MacArthur say, period, paragraph, end of story. <laughs> All right, one more, and then we will get into our video clips. I would just add one thing. Um, just because you have the skill to sell jewelry on the TV sales channel doesn't mean you should be preaching. There are people who have certain hawking skills. Um, natural abilities to sell. They have energy and personality and all of that. Um, that doesn't qualify you to preach. Dr. McCarthy, we've done this a number of times, and I've asked you a number of questions on pretty broad-ranging issues. I'm perceiving this is actually troubling you profoundly troubles me because I think the church is caving in to women preachers. Um, just the other day, the same thing happened with Paula White. A whole bunch of leading evangelicals endorsed her new book. She's a heretic and a prosperity preacher, three times married. And what, what are they thinking? Uh, two movement, again, is the culture reclaiming ground in the church. When the leaders of evangelicalism roll over for women preachers, the feminists have really won the battle. Um, the primary, the the primary, the primary effort in feminism is not equality. It's not. They don't want equality. That's why 99% of plumbers are men. They don't want equal power to be a plumber. They want to be senators, preachers, congressmen, president, the power structure in a university. They want power, not equality. Um, and this is this is the highest location they can ascend to that power in the evangelical church and overturn what is clearly scriptural. So I, I think this is feminism gone to church. This is why we can't let the culture exegete the Bible. And I need to add a footnote. When the Southern Baptists met in June and they passed Resolution 9, and they said intersectionality and 
critical theory are useful tools in interpreting the Bible, that was a watershed moment for that entire movement. Because if the culture has the right to interpret the Bible, they will interpret the Bible and liberalism will take over. This is an evidence that they are allowing the culture to interpret the scripture. A couple weeks after that, there was a panel discussion of Southern Baptist leaders who said there should never be another translation committee without a Latino, an African-American, and a woman on it. Translation of the Bible? How about somebody who knows Greek and Hebrew? So, I mean, this is, this is not a minor issue. When you literally overturn the clear teaching of Scripture uh, to empower people who want power, uh, you, you have given up biblical authority. This is not a small issue. People would say, no, that it's, it's, it's not our intention specifically after the convention of the Southern Baptist Convention. This is not about egalitarianism. This is maybe perhaps a soft complementarianism. First of all, is there such a thing as soft complementarianism? Well, I, don't, I don't know about terms. I just know women are not allowed to preach. All right. Do you think that that is the direction that the SBC is headed in? Oh, it's more than the direction. It was a plunge headlong. But it's not just that. You can see it in other things that they're tolerant of. Um, you know, did, I guess in some ways it was remarkable they lasted as long as they did when all the other denominations have been gone 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And they held on to inerrancy and they held on to a legitimate hermeneutic. But when you decide that the culture can interpret the scripture, and you need cultural cues to translate the Bible, the horse is out of the barn. Do you believe that on that issue, it is, can the horse be returned to the barn? It's not likely because that, that is the result of a democratic decision. They voted on that, right? And the majority voted that external cultural cues are useful tools in interpreting the Bible. Um, that's the fruit of inadequate teaching at, at a core level, at a foundational level. So how do you turn that around without going back into the whole operation and changing the way they understand truth? And Phil, the issue of... All right, yes, those... It ends abruptly, and those... Facebook Messenger dings were not my dings. Those are actually in the video. It's, it's, I thought it was yeah, yours. Yeah, Heidi and thought I was this like, has been, ah, stop your phone. This on. has been, yeah, I was like, no, it's not me. It's in the actual video. It's, yeah, it's I was just, trying to yell at him. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I YouTube to see if there was a better copy of it. And there's, there, I didn't find one at the time that I looked. Um, so let's talk about that. Yeah, um, I had to, I know it's long. I had to play the whole thing in context because there was more to it than just what he said. And, oh my gosh, let's go back to what he said about the go home comment. Yeah. That has set. People are going bananas. Uh, and I mean like legit people that are like even, all right, I consider myself, I follow re reform theology and. That's just ridiculous and disrespectful and uh, but, like it literally has set off everybody from 
across. And but there's a thank God there's a lot of solid people that are talking about this too. I was talking to um, Lauren from um, Tulips and Honey podcast, mm-hmm. and she also has Instagram and everything too. But I was like, I was thanking her for because she posted this quote of MacArthur. It just says "Go home." It's got his picture. Yeah. <laughs> like that is so cool. I said, you know, thanks, and of course she got absolutely mauled in the comments oh absolutely for posting of course that. yeah and just reading through all the comments i'm sitting there shaking my head and i just like i get it in a certain extent everybody got got upset because it was more of a they thought it was a mockery and like he was being mean and making yeah, fun of and, her just yeah, being exactly. nasty Exactly. It's like, well, number one, he was supposed to answer it in as few words as possible. Right? So he was going to say unqualified, but he already took that on. And because of the laughter and the, and Todd didn't help the matter at all. (laughs) But that's what Todd's job is, is it's to make these things not look like two just old men just sitting on the stage. This is like the the fun laid back part of it. We're like, hey, I'm just going to throw a bunch of stuff, say something like we're just chit chatting. And Todd is a great host. He is. I think I know Todd. Say what you will about him. Say what you want. And, And he's a goofy guy and whatever. But he's, good host. he's a great host. Yeah. And he keeps he keeps it you know, in, in pretty good order, and you know, and in, he didn't help the matter in it, kind of making Old his white comments. Men with their things they have to say. Yeah, this is gonna be all over the. Uh-huh. This is gonna be all over the. What? Who was it that said that? It was Jen Hatmaker. Jen Hatmaker. Which is yeah. funny. We just got another comment, but I've noticed that our older stuff talking about like Jen Hatmaker and stuff like that are like coming up in our ratings here oh, yesterday and no. today because of all Did of we this get coming up. Jen Hatmaker one? Somebody else that was just like, thank you so much for actually standing oh, up gotcha. and saying these things because nobody else will. Yeah, I'm sure she'll talk about it and mention it too because uh, Beth Moore kind of goes across a, a, a lot of various... And I believe Beth Moore's response was something along the lines of, I'm just following, like, I don't need to go home, I'm following Jesus type of a response was yeah i'll I'll get to that i want to talk more to the christian snowflakes that are (laughs) crying that this was disrespectful and mean and we shouldn't act like this and yeah um there was a guy on and i don't want to i'm not going to say it but there was a there was a person on there that was giving a a fairly decent defense to why he was upset by it and that was part of it was Todd and he thought it came off as just very disrespectful Mm -hmm. and very much was not a good look for believe unbelievers or people on the outside looking at or even for Christians, um, you know, looking at these things and squabbling about it. But that's where. What do you think public rebuke is? Well, and and also somebody had brought up Titus one in this, and he quickly shut that. And we'll re, I'm going to read all that and go through it. Um, he quickly shut that down and said that that wasn't the nature of Titus one. That wasn't what Paul meant. Oh, of course, and please I'm enlighten like, us. Uh, well, uh, I, I don't know how many different ways that we can translate that. Okay, <laughs> but um, I mean, first of all, 
let's remind let giving yourself context here i want to remind people that paul writing to the galatians the galatian church okay he is the galatians have started accepting some of these false teachings some of these judaizers that are coming in and trying to and, and trying to get them to go back to their old ways and and not living by by faith rather than works and uh paul basically explodes on him he's just like he says oh foolish galatians who has bewitched you yeah. it was before your eyes that jesus christ was publicly portrayed as crucified let me ask you this did you receive the holy spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith are you so foolish having begun by the spirit are you now being perfected by the flesh asking a question there but he says oh foolish galatians okay so let's jump back into the word foolish is our translation for this word okay if you do your little greek and hebrew studies on the words here and see when we're saying foolish this is stupid idiot like this is not this is in a form of like hey idiot what's wrong with you it could be translated you like lost that's your mind that might be the message version of it first <laughs> i don't know which great discernment if you go to a church and the pastor's reading out of the message yeah leave immediately no no but i mean it can be translated it, it like exactly like that like you what idiots. is wrong with you you idiots He's calling them fools. He's calling them right? fools. You're doing foolish That's things. That's Galatians 3, 1 through 3 that I just read. Okay, And then in the same book, Paul is getting so upset at these teachers that are coming, these Judaizers that are coming in telling them that they must, they must be circumcised, that he literally says in Galatians 5, 12, I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves let me give you an interesting note on that verse in 512 the esv commentary doesn't have a commentary in their verse by verse commentary for that verse you know why it's pretty stinking obvious what he means by that yeah he, so if you're yeah, offended by you're someone offended saying by to somebody a woman saying to go home, to go home this just told and this was <laughs> this was along the lines of the meme that lauren from tools posted was the same thing it's like oh that's so offensive and paul's over here writing i wish those that unsettle you <laughs> would cut off their own privates like it's literally what paul is saying to that he gets so frustrated and is so just like ah that this is what he writes do you know how offensive that is? like this whole talk of circumstance in all of this is offensive anyway? Yeah. And I I mean I have a perfect link. I got a couple links that I'm sending you, Heidi, that we can link in the description okay. for this on YouTube and 
I don't know how else you get. I don't know how else you would get these links off of whatever other platform that you're on. But whatever else you're listening to, unfortunately, just go back well, to YouTube. Well, I still to get put to. them in the. I still. I don't know how it works. I do put them in the thing, and I. Th- I think you can click them from like Google Play and iTunes. Maybe not. It is a. Um, it's a Hebrew write-up on Luke thirteen. <laughs> 31 through 31 and 32 where Jesus calls mm-hmm. Herod a fox. Yeah. That we just like, eh, it's not a big deal. You call them a fox. Like, yeah, don't say mean things to people. Yeah. It's Be a, like it's Jesus. A, exactly. It's a, it's a write up on that. Um, oh, fellow Christian. Do you understand what him calling them a fox? I guess, really meant? I guess I need to, I need to read that verse real quick here. I didn't I didn't have it opened. I don't know why, but I need to read this real quick here. If in case anybody that's listening is in the car or whatever, you don't you don't have your Bible right. right well, because on. again, the biggest point here in all of this is not that he not that Beth Moore's a false teacher, not that she's a heretic, not not that what John MacArthur is talking well, about is biblical is, truth, but it's the fact that everybody's up in arms that he said something so well, mean. I'm giving biblical references to why this is ridiculous. I mean, to that's why what I'm this saying because everybody's that. uproar over this is, oh my gosh, how mean! How could you just say something like that about somebody? What's wrong with you? Yeah. I mean, anybody that's people well, are afraid. Paul called well, them to emasculate yeah, themselves. To emasculate and themselves. Jesus and, said. and then he called them idiots and fools. And yeah. I mean, so Luke 13, 31 and 32. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, get away from here for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, go and tell that fox Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I finish my course. Okay. So I know that's kind of like a random, like, well, what was he talking about <laughs> exactly? Um, but let's just focus on, on what they were obviously coming. They wanted to, go, they wanted to uh, kill Jesus because of, you know, he was Jesus. <laughs> Basically. And they were warning him. They said, hey, you're going to have to get out of here before you go up to Jerusalem. Garrett wants to kill you. And he's like, you know what? You go tell that fox. And this article that I have is brilliant because it's written by, from a Jewish perspective, going, um, yeah, totally believe in Jesus. He is the Messiah and everything. But y'all need to understand what Jesus was actually saying here to Herod. And you need to understand how extremely offensive this passage actually is when referring to Herod. He's like, this is literally like you might as well have just went up and slapped him in the face. That was definitely my ding. As as like a leader, it was humiliating. And... Like I said, for a local ruler to call him that, like, not, it was just extremely disrespect. And I'll link the article and you can read it. It's, it's amazing. Very Going fascinating into, he's like, study, yeah. He goes, it's, the thing is here is your Greek studies and your stuff won't work here. You have to understand the Hebrew idea behind this and, and the Jewish idea behind this, what exactly Jesus was doing and said. 
with this. Um, and it matters because the words have very different implications when you say them. So that's mm -hmm. my point of my whole point of bringing up Luke 13 with this is it's like Jesus himself. This is not what MacArthur said. And it, you know, and everybody laughed. You don't think that anybody laughed when Jesus called Herod that? Yeah. Like, oh, like that was. Yeah. Like, that, oh man! That that and everybody who doesn't like Herod is back there going, yeah, yeah Fox, look at and, that. I mean, everybody that was there, I mean, that would have the same reaction when MacArthur said "go home" mm -hmm. would have occurred when Jesus yeah. called him a fox. Yeah. It's same exact reaction. I guarantee it because it's the same implications of what's being said. Beth Moore, unfortunately, is a huge, huge influence to a lot of women and a lot around the country. And if anybody's confused on what's wrong with Beth Moore, because I always get these comments yeah. when we do these podcasts, because, what's wrong with yeah. with Beth Moore? I definitely got a, a resource for you that you can you can look. It's great. It's called "Say No a whole to Beth Moore." Series of podcasts in itself to cover all that. Yeah, um, just speaking quickly on a couple of things, what's wrong with Beth Moore? Um, there's five points that he's got in this article. I'll just go over a couple of them. Um, she frequently hears the voice of God and receives visions. Step one. Step one. This is a problem. That's not biblical. Okay, and there's no biblical, there's no Old Testament obscure reference that you can make that God still gives visions to people today. This is, does not work like this. Um even and this is somebody. This is coming from somebody who's pre-millennial that believes that you know that yes, the Lord will pour out His dreams and visions and people in people the last days, but not like they, not like she, she preaches and and she teaches that nothing like that. There's there's absolutely no biblical backup for hearing the voice of God. I mean. The last time that that would ha that that happened was to the apostle John, and you're not that exclusive. Mm -hmm. um, she had Beth Moore has aligned herself with Joel Olstein and Joyce Meyer, which they're literally uh, prosperity word of faith heretics, regardless of Joyce Meyer's ridiculous repentance that she's come to quote unquote quote repentance. unquote repentance and change because no, she has not. She's still a false teacher. And her teachings still reflect this. They are not doctrinally sound teachings. Um, she she's starting. Beth Moore is starting to use this charismatic language, um, like binding prayers, and you know, I mean, just these weird terms that are very, very dangerous. Um, and then the last point that he has is advocates receiving direct messages from God. Like, we don't receive direct messages from God. Nope. Hebrews 1 tells us that God spoke in many ways. Mm -hmm. Many ways. I answered this question the other day. Somebody said, how... How do we know that this wouldn't happen again? Sure. Um, the question was actually from the Medians uh, podcast that we did that, you know, when the Medium brought up um, uh, Samuel and asked, well, how do we know that God would not do something like that again? Or how do we know that God wouldn't speak to us in this way again? 
So, well, to go right to Hebrews, and it tells you that in many ways, God spoke to people in many ways in the Old Testament and through the prophets and through all that. But in, the, in this new time, in this new period that we're in, he spoke to us through Christ. Christ told us everything. He gave us the message, and then he said, hey, I'm coming back. We have everything that we need to know and everything that we're waiting for in Christ. There's nothing else that he needs to tell us, that he needs, you're not special enough, that he needs to come to you and, hey, like, I got this revelation for you. No, he's, he's already given it, and we know that he's going to return soon. It's just, this is what happens when it's been 2,000 years and people are starting to scoff already, already and say that where's the promise of his coming? This is ridiculous. That's not true. And so they invent these other, these other ideas like, God giving direct revelations to people, that only works if you're not looking for the second coming of Christ. Yep. That only works. Like, I've got something new to tell you, to, to forward you and your life and all this. And it just gets into this prosperity heresy. Um, you know, we, we really have to start using discernment and questioning these things. And if this sounds like hate to you... Um, then you probably need to look into it and, and, and see why people are saying this. Look into the articles that we post and, and read them because it's important. But going back to what MacArthur said, I mean, in the number one comment on the one person's the one social media post that I was telling you about um, that was upset and he was saying, well, Titus was not in that, that this is not what Titus was referring to sure. in that disrespectful, arrogant tone of go home and, and everybody laughing around. So let me read Titus one, nine through 16 to, to reference what somebody brought up as being, yes, this is definitely okay. And he's like, no, it's not okay. So, again, it's Titus 1, 9 through 16. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. For there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. They must be silenced since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to teach. One of these creatines, a prophet of their own, said, Creatines are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in faith, not devoting themselves to Jewish myths and the commands of people who turn away from the truth. To the pure all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving nothing is pure. But both their minds and their consciences are defiled. They profess to know God, but they deny Him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. I, there is no, I don't, there's no biblical argument there that you can say that Paul wasn't Speaking of things like that, I mean, if if we're back in the first century and the way that 
these teachers came up and taught in the first century. We're talking about people gathering around or coming to, you know, these these giant, um, you know, coliseums that the Romans and built. Um, that you know, and these these teachers would come in and talk. But most of the time, if you if you're talking anything about Christianity, this was more so on the outside of those, and you know, they would large groups would form in the town squares, so to speak. And they would listen to these open-air preachers and teachers. And you imagine Paul walking up to one of these and hearing some just false gospel. Yeah. I mean, he's going to go, I mean, he's going up straight to the line. He's not giving this man a second to keep continuing. Absolutely not. He's going up and like he is turning around and, and talking about what type of false teaching this is, what type of false Christ this is. Stop it. Go home, little man. You need to go just exactly like MacArthur said with Beth Moore. I mean, it is. And he said, there's no case for women preachers, period. First Timothy 2.12, I do not permit a woman to teach. Done. End of discussion. End of discussion. It, It does not get more clear than that. And you cannot make any other argument by going again this is an old testament obscure reference that mm-hmm. you go to different different people and new te- there is new testament examples but you can't use those new testament examples to push your agenda for you and that's what people do they'll take every single say well yes women can mm-hmm. no just because no they cannot well, actually, right, everybody comes out. Right. There's no, like MacArthur said, there's no biblical argument that a woman can. You have to twist a lot of scripture and take a lot of of one-time things out of context to be able to make that work. Okay? To preach. the the It's laid out and clear, like laid out and clear also that, yes, women can teach you can't preach big difference well huge difference and that's why we did the biblical womanhood study exactly the exact what women can be teaching is directly laid out there's no like questions there's no question on it it's not any type of anti-feminist movement that's what everybody goes that's what everybody goes to it's not some narrow-minded view it's it's clear just like every other issue and you say how it how is it clear first timothy 2 12 and and how is it not is if you take or when it isn't is when you start taking these obscure references like deborah esther you bring up okay yeah god has used women that there's no question that there has been many strong wonderful women in the bible there's there's indication that this is the reason why Timothy knew the way because of his grandmother and mm-hmm. because of um, the women in his life. So there's no, no, yeah, of course, it's it's a woman's job to raise up a child in the Lord and and to teach women and, and to share theirs with other women. And there's there's lots of plates for women, but the pulpit is not one of them. Nope. And that's kind of what MacArthur was getting at, too, that he's like, just 
go home with the issue too. It's like, get over it. Like, why is this a discussion? Why are we discussing this? But she's huge. She's and she's a heretic. But we let it exist. And then when somebody goes as far as to say something about it, even Christians, even even solid Christians are afraid to speak boldly about something. Oh, absolutely. Why? Why can't we use the boldness of Christ? Because of what? the unbiblical response we get. I mean, Herod was in opposition to Christ. Beth Moore would be in opposition to Christianity while you're up there spreading your heresy and the fact that you're a woman preacher. That's like the, I mean that's unapologetically. Like the, that's the unapologetically and that's the and, and she defends this in in all types of feminist movements and she's very very again we'll link it. Um but you don't I I just don't view that as disrespectful. Why can't we view the disrespect against God's word as disrespectful exactly. as we re, is is the rebuke? But we no, get, no, no, that's well, not Well, all we get we... focused on is the rebuke and not mm-hmm. the actual what's being done to God's word. And then we got to be gentle and we got to be sweet and we got to be nice and we got to be all the... Why? Until it's a liberal that we don't like that says something and then we can use all kinds of crudeness and just vulgarities. Right. Right. Because then it fits then our it's okay. agenda. I don't... That... So this whole thing is like exploded and many even evangelical leaders now are blasting MacArthur for this. How dare you say that? And I'm going, good. He's right. Yeah. And, and he even continued to explain why and break all that down. Like there should be no question to it. And there's a couple of us that are out there saying this good. No, this is not this is not about hurt feelings. This is not about attacking somebody. Absolutely but not. Good night. We are the biggest snowflakes now, even in evangelical Christianity. We are the, like, it's, really? Mm-hmm. Can we not read and understand the Bible and understand the culture and understand the, the way that, you know, like I said, Paul was writing to the Galatians who were being, you know, they should have known better, but they were falling back into old beliefs and these teachers that were coming in and pushing their their Judaism on them. So in context of that, and then Paul is saying, like, what is wrong with you idiots? It's the exact same type of thing that we're talking about here. No different. And then referring to these as savage wolves... And then at the end, I mean, at the end, they are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for any good work. They must be stopped. Like, that's the one thing that I, that I pointed out, tried to point out on Sunday that in our home church service. I'm like, yeah, there's definitely a process for another brother or sister that's that's sinning that you go to and hey this is you know on the account of you know the church you know there's definitely a process you go through but when you have somebody at the pulpit just spreading their cancer out across 
there's no process that we go through that we just go you and stop you them. stop them mm-hmm. and you i mean you like walk up on stage and be like hey 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 no this isn't apollos here where priscilla and aquila gently corrected apollos just and taught him the way a little bit better because he didn't have all of the information he didn't know that he this is not he didn't know jesus had come <laughs> yeah, like, like like he well he he had no idea that you know some of the 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 finishing work of it and they explain it they're like no okay this is you get it and Paul oh, okay he taught and taught him the way better this isn't this isn't applicable to that situation I've had people try to say that before too, but we gently correct them like they did. And like, no, he wasn't, he wasn't out there just spewing heresy Mm -hmm. unapologetically. And you know, that it's just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be nice. And if we're that, and then Paul also in same in Titus too, he goes and quotes some, uh, create prophet that, it's not biblical. It says they're always liars, evil beasts, and lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply. He's calling them liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. So worthless, good for nothing, lying sacks of garbage. That's not very nice. (laughs) Y'all got mad about go home. Y'all get mad at go home. And Paul's like, yep, that's true. And again, he said go home to a flagrant, out there, flashy, heretical teacher. Like this wasn't like some sweet lady in the congregation who didn't realize she was doing something that didn't line up biblically. And so he just stood up in front of everybody in the world and shouted mean things at her. There was never any Old Testament prophet that went to Israel and God was like, hey, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> maybe don't, not like that, guys. Maybe let's just. Maybe you shouldn't oh, be but you so know what? disrespectful. You know what, though? That would require us to read and understand the Old Testament as well. And that's, you've gone way too far now. Well, and that's. That goes back to what I was saying with Luke 13 with Jesus, because that's what Jesus was talking about. He's like, yeah, they want drag me. He goes, heaven forbid that a, a prophet be killed outside of Jerusalem. He's like, the home, my home is where they're going to kill prophets. You know why? Because they don't want to hear what I have to say. That's why they killed every single prophet. Yep. Because they hated what they said. Yep. And just, so it, it all goes back to... How does that? Yeah, it would it would have never worked in the Old Testament. Just like, hey, just be gentle, okay? I mean, even yeah, I'm really trying to. I'm I'm really straining my brain to try to remember one point, and all I can keep thinking is, nope. Jeremiah, nope. Ezekiel, nope. nope. Isaiah, nope. nope. Hosea, nope. Um, guys, I'm running. Amos, nope. I'm running out of prophets here. And literally, God uses like abusive language 
when you are reading through some of those, like you start to almost get uncomfortable in your seat. Like it's wholly righteous. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it's like downright abusive looking if you're reading it. Yeah. like, Like not understanding the weight of the sins of the people, but yet the words go home for, you know, a woman being put in her proper place because women are commanded in scripture to be keepers at home is way too far and just bananas and how dare him and all this other stuff. So. Okay. And we need to be less concerned about the people that are turning away because they think that we're being mean. Mm -hmm. I think that we really need to be less concerned. Um. Because I, I think those are a little bit few and far between the ones that the ones that are standing up there for truth and making a big scene about it. The people get mad at first, but then they'll end up going and following. And if you're pursuing truth, you'll find it. And yep. I've had that happen in our personal um, ministry podcast, everything. People have not liked anything and they thought man i thought you were being harsh but then i started listening a little bit more and i understand and this this is this is all said even though it's a harsh you know saying all the all these things are out of love and that's why i thought it was important to play the whole rest of the the clip on there because where he continues he goes where he continues and todd's like i sense that this really bothers you yeah and macarthur's like it does this is serious doctrinal error and this like seriously bothers me this is not it just should. a I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to make everybody laugh by by my stern rebuke, you know, and mm-hmm. not trying to hurt everybody's but this really truly bothers me. And I agree and he said that because the church is caving to women preachers and teachers. It is. It is all over. And the problem is is there is is it's hard finding a solid women woman teacher. Mm-hmm. It is so hard. Michelle Leslie and Amy Spreeman, they yeah. are they have their podcast. It's what's it called? A word fitly word spoken. Word fitly spoken, that's right. I'm that's so why I feel so bad things. every time somebody sends me this new like woman's group study they're doing, so they send it to me and I'm always like, Oh I'm like, I I'm gonna have to bust your bubble. I mean, you asked me, but Because this is this is one of the things that we didn't think that when savage wolves would come in and slip in and trying mm-hmm. to destroy the flock, we didn't think they'd be women. Yeah. We didn't think that they could be women. We didn't think that that would be part of the argument. And that's just, that's just like that to happen. And that's what happened is we became unaware and all of these came in and all of a sudden this is a problem. Yep. Now we're talking serious and I am in, get so pinned to the wall for this podcast um but the emotion the different type of just the different type of directions that women can lead people into as far as false teaching Mm -hmm. is i don't think it's more broad than what a, a man could do but it's definitely different it just seems so much so damaging in so many ways yeah um Mostly because I think guys are just generally submissive to whatever their their wife or their woman wants to do. And if we get into 
you know, these these false teachers, these women false teachers like this. And women drag their husbands into this type of attitude and this type of thinking and believers a lot of times. Where their husband aren't believers, but the woman is. Yep. So the woman goes searching and searching for truth, can't find it, and, and comes along across something that tickles her ears. It sounds good innocently. She doesn't know. You don't know that this is a false Christ. This all sounds good, and I sound like a horrible idiot, and I'm a hateful person, and all this other thing. You know, how dare like, you I say get all it. How these dare things. You, I, I get it. And that's, that's part of the problem for people that are doctrine, doctrinally sound. This doctrinally sound argument here against this is, it's like, I, I don't, hey, I'm, I'm really genuinely worried for you. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we go and speak up so arrogantly as perceived, yeah, it's not arrogant, is because of the weight and the problem of these teachings. And there's no, there's, there's no example. People keep saying, well, we don't, we don't have to confront false teaching like this. There's no biblical example where we don't confront this level of false teaching with any kind of coddling or any acceptance because we're not dealing with innocence people if it's an innocent teacher fine you you don't go at them a hundred but people like beth moore joel olstein now um the evangelicals that he was referring to robert jeffers if you listen to robert jeffers of dallas first baptist church he is a absolute heretic now at this point he has absolutely endorsed paula white which is an i mean And I told people for a long time that he was a snake in the grass, but, you know, which I get a lot of hate for, but he's still it. He is. And he only sealed his fate by endorsing somebody that is none other than literally a heretic. Mm -hmm. I I mean, that that is, she is, I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Um, But... There's no there's no biblical basis that you can give on treating this with any kind of kindness or gentleness um, as far as the teachers go. The people that are caught up in it, I think that they need to see somebody coming in and steamrolling it and being like, hey, it's funny because we can handle this in our country. We think that Donald Trump coming in and steamrolling America is great and he can say whatever he wants, but somebody comes in and steams roll, steamrolls from a biblical perspective and you're whoa, like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes, buddy. It's like, well, okay, so using the We're same... We're just trying to drain the swamp. I'm just trying to drain the swamp. That's can't all I'm trying to do. Can't we drain the swamp with the church? Can't we just drain it? Can't we have... Ooh, you guys are lucky it, we already have a name for our podcast because yeah, I think drain, I change it to Drain, drain in the Swamp. But, we could do a series. I mean, I'm not saying that we need to be Christians and, and, no, and I don't leaders need to be way. Trumpish. It, that's not what I'm referring to, but I'm referring to the attitude that people take with what they want to exactly. hear. Okay, I'm not I'm not advocating that we act like that all the time. And, and but I'm I, I definitely if if we're going to be zealous, we are if we're going to boast boast in the Lord. If we're yeah. going to be zealous, be zealous for defending God's word and truth. And that sometimes comes with you going, hey, you, you, hey, that fox over there, come here. Let me, you know, like, yes, we can apply this to Jesus speaking to Herod. Absolutely, we can, because the severity of what was being said and the 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 example is the exact same. Okay, these are Ezekiel thirty-four has been my favorite. Uh, passage lately go ahead and go read Ezekiel 34 and see how 
this goes. Okay, we have we we talk about Israel's shepherd just leading the people astray with just their with their nonsense and these sheep being out there in the wilderness with nobody to feed them and nobody came to them and fed them. That's what's happening now here. We have all of these these people come these women preachers, these fault these heretics, these prosperity, this NAR move, all these different things that are rising up. And people are, are, ooh, I like this. I'm involved in this. And then they get out of it. And then they jump to something else. And then they jump over here. They realize that it's not filling or they realize that it's wackadoo or whatever else. So they jump or they jump completely out. With nobody to be like, whoa, 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 stop, period. Nope, this is wrong. This is not truth. We love anybody that's caught in this. And we pray for you and we are here to counsel you and take you through if you're caught in this and you're like, what? I don't understand. Well, it's completely false and there is everything in the world wrong with what they're preaching. And that's that's just a, a that's just a biblical foundational truth. That's not a that's not an opinion. And it is a big deal. That's why it gets lost and people are like, why do you make such a big deal about this? Okay, so they teach to men. Like, is it really that big of a yeah, deal? Yeah, it is that big of a deal. Yeah, because when you're that's willing not the to only let place that they're one off. area of scripture yeah. not apply and not take root, it always follows. There's always more. Yes, it is that big of a deal. You know what's interesting is that I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but the article that was I was going to link that was from this uh, a separate article this morning about this mm-hmm. uh that justin peterson um or peters posted okay um oh is the that one. the one you tried to post earlier and my phone won't let me see it yeah it won't let anybody see it now it Gone. carrie saw it because carrie left a uh-huh. comment on it sorry carrie <laughs> <laughs> um um anyway she left a comment on it but um now it's gone now that link to that article is gone Weird. And I even went to the website, and his whole website's down. Weird. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, um, it was it was about that. So I found that interesting that they. I think that they might have taken that article down. Facebook might have taken it down. Hmm. And then, like I said, I couldn't find it on the other. Um. But I mean. My point more so, man, is just that MacArthur didn't do a dang thing wrong. There was nothing, no. there was nothing disrespectful about that. There was nothing. I can see how people maybe thought it was arrogant a little bit, but I think that if you listen to the whole thing, I think I think MacArthur's heart kind of played out in it in saying that this this bothers me. This is, and he has always been like like. They were joking with the Furtick thing because last time he said this, somebody wrote a book on this and he did. Yeah. Like I said, he had a whole series on this. Um, unqualified. And it's, you know, he, he, I've heard MacArthur preach on this in Masters inside the classroom. Not me sitting inside the the classroom personally, but I was watching um, the live stream of MacArthur preaching on these one time, and he brought up Furtick and preaching against it, and it's all from the heart. Yeah. It's all... He's not trying just, to be mean. He, he's not trying to be mean. He's trying to point out just 
false teachers like this. Um, regardless what you think of MacArthur and regardless of whatever else it is, there's still a, there's there's a lot of truth to what he was saying and what he said on this. And I just think it's a shame that we're that much of Christian snowflakes that we can't hand, that we perceive somebody oh gosh, defending the out. word of God and, and defending these things as arrogant, mm-hmm. hateful. And now people have, I've lost so much respect for right. him. I'm like, well, I don't see how he didn't do, he didn't do a thing wrong. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and um, link all the references, but I just had to get all that off my chest. I was like, ooh, this is a perfect podcast opportunity. And I know that there's there's going to be more people that are going to the, – because the, this just came out last week, and there hasn't been a lot of people that have, that have talked about it yet. So I'm curious to see how much flack – that comes back. I'm actually curious to see what Apologia says about it because I know Apologia is probably going to dig it. Yeah. And um, I'm really curious to see how what their take is on it. But, hmm. yeah, I mean, goodness, why can't we defend the faith like this? Yeah. Imagine that. That's just crazy to even think of now. Yeah, you never thought that maybe defending the face would appear as extremism and different things. It would appear like that. It's not. So, I don't know. That's my thoughts on it. Quit being snowflakes about it. I, I think it. What I do you think the it. term keepers at home means? It means women go home. Keep your home. <laughs> Stop like trying to that. be preachers. I, I hated that term, like in the way that the conservatives used it mm-hmm. against the liberals. Yeah. And like, that's not the way that I necessarily mean it, but I mean it more so in the way of like, you just melt down so quickly and you're just so, so quick to be offended at everything without even giving it a thought. Yeah. And going, wait a minute, my brain doesn't have enough tools to process. Is this offensive? <laughs> or is this like, this? or is this, gospel truth it maybe sounds offensive but that's what I have to say about it thank you nobody for asking me are you Forrest Gump right now when he gets done with the speech and he's been unplugged the whole time that's all I have to say that's all I have to say about that (laughs) yeah exactly Um, we are going to lock comments for this discussion oh you You take the fun out of everything Yep, sure do. Because this is a <laughs> this is a truth. This is not an opinion. If you yeah, disagree, yeah. you can email me. Yeah. And in, for, but in its seriousness, for people, because we do get a lot of people that are like, "Whoa, what the heck did you just say?" Like, I went and I read the scriptures that you said, and like, I see that that's what it says, but I have never heard this before. Right, reach out, write us, ask questions. That's totally cool. We're just not going to sit here and bicker with people that when the Bible says no, this, it doesn't and I'm going to provide says. two references on what's wrong with Beth Moore, mm-hmm. and the other is the words, the Hebrew word study on the Herod being a fox, Jesus calling Herod a fox, and the implications and the meaning and all that good stuff about that. So that's what's up. That that's exactly what that is. 
That's it. That's all I have all to right. say. That's, that's all he has to say about, about that. that. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs>